Welcome to Changing the Way People Feel About Insurance with FWD. My name's Fiona Mattesini, and on this podcast, I'm talking to Sandeep Pandey, FWD's Group Chief Technology Officer. And on this podcast, we talk about identifying the right kind of priorities. You are a customer, I am a customer. We don't really care how sophisticated your backend technology systems are. It is good to know, but what I really care about is the customer experience. We also talk about solving problems. We have to create solutions which solve real-life problems. And we talk about how we feel about insurance. One thing is for sure, insurance is everything but boring, right? <laughs> People have this notion about, oh, insurance is boring. I said, oh, come and talk to me. It's not boring at all. And if you thought you knew what a typical IT guy working in insurance might sound like, trust me, that's not Sandeep. Then again, this is FWD. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed meeting him. So, Sandeep, let me start by saying this, and I'm going to add a little caveat to what I'm about to say by saying this is a huge compliment, but you're the least insurancey person I think <laughs> I've ever met. Where do they find you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I take it as a compliment. Uh, you know, I started my career with FMCG, funnily enough. So I'm a computer science graduate, but I started my career with uh, fast-moving consumer good company with one of the leading organizations in the world, PNG. Because from beginning, somehow I had that affinity towards solving real customer problems and FMCG really takes customer experience to the next level. Yeah. It's not about customer experience, it's about consumerism, right? They just look at customer experience at every level. Yeah. Smallest of the things you do to the biggest of the things. Yeah. I mean, your background is very interesting. And as you've said, it's clearly customer driven. You've been in, in insurance for nearly 20 years now. But as you say, the FMCG background really has come to the fore. And just to give a little insight, FMCG, you've already said thank you. It's uh, fast moving consumer goods. So drinks, toiletries, cosmetics, dry foods, basically a lot of the stuff that most of us buy weekly, if not daily. <laughs> it's highly competitive in FMCG. Yep. So tell me, what can FMCG teach insurance? Or in other words, what did you bring with you? when you joined FWD? Let me tell you a story which I share a lot of times. I still remember that when I was starting, you know, as an engineer, I was just buzzing up with go and solve all the technical problems because you're an engineer and you're a technical. Mm. And I remember that my manager, he asked me, so Sandeep, what's your role? And you used to have this weekly one-to-one and he asked me, what's your role? I told him my role is to give technical expertise and he told me, okay, Sandeep, stop. We'll talk next week. I was like, Hmm, maybe he's busy. I didn't pay attention to it. And next week I walked into this one-to-one again with him and he asked me again the same thing. So Sandeep, what's your role? I took a pause and I think he's asking me the same question. I told him that, oh, my role is to provide second level technical support. And he said, Sandeep, stop and we'll talk next week. And that completely, you know, threw me (laughs) off, uh, Fiona. That week I literally couldn't (laughs) sleep very well. And I said that I have to figure it out. What is he after? Third week when I sat in front of him and you have that light bulb moment, right? Mm. And then he asked me the same question. Uh-huh. So Sandeep, what's your role? And I said, service management. He said, okay, now we will talk. So it still gives me goosebumps today. Yeah. It is so important to really understand what are you here for? So mm. it's about inculcating that customer in your DNA, in your culture. And that's what FMCG mm. does the best. Right from a smallest package to the whole supply chain, it gave me a huge amount of experience to really have that appreciation that you are addressing all types of customers. It's not just 
a particular segment of the customer, but from all segments of customers. So that I have never forgotten yeah. in my life. And that's what I continuously bring it to insurance as well. Yeah. One of my favorite stories is the uh, Benjamin Cheever novel, The Plagiarist, where he describes a marketing executive who becomes an industry legend in FMCG by adding one single word to all shampoo bottles. And that word is repeat. And he doubles shampoo yes. sales overnight. Because when you think about it, <laughs> we don't really have to do that. And now shampoos still say repeat. Anyway, I should talk to you about insurance. Um, <laughs> when I contacted you to arrange this interview, one of the things that really struck me, and again, this seems so unusual for an IT guy, was the fact that you wanted to talk about customer outcomes. You use this great phrase, consumerism. And it felt very much in our emails as though for you, the IT is simply a means to an end, you know, like a set of tools, like reverse engineering. And it reminded me of the culture eat strategy for breakfast line. Can you talk to me about that? Yeah, absolutely. To be honest, you are a customer, I'm a customer. We don't really care how sophisticated your backend technology systems are. It is good to know, but what I really care about is the customer experience. How simple am I able to get that thing which I'm after quick enough? That's what at FWD we aim to do, right? So we constantly look at best-in-class customer experience and really, like you said, the technology becomes means to end because ultimately what technology is here for it to solve real life customer problems mm -hmm. for example if you're buying insurance product from our website how quickly i could understand your problem how quickly i could understand your need and i led you to the respective channels for you to be able to buy insurance or even claim for that matter. And of course, I am a technologist at heart and I want to make sure that we are using the latest and the greatest, for example, AI, which is artificial intelligence-led underwriting to make sure that mm. we are able to make much faster decisions, right? To create that simplicity and the experience which customer is after. Yeah. So that's just an example of how and why it is important for everything we do. Yeah. So with this customer first approach, FWD is going cloud first. And let me just chip in with a very quick explainer. And please correct me. Cloud sure. computing means that rather than having a load of computer software, the tools that you need are provided as a service by another company and you access it over the internet. And it, this feels a bit abstract to me because I'm a classic <laughs> visual learner. But to give it some context, for example, every time any of us use Google, we're using the cloud, right? Because the words we type into Google are quickly moved into one of Google's hundreds of thousands of clustered PCs, which digs out a result from a Google mega PC and that could be anywhere from California to Dublin to Tokyo. Have I just described that properly? Very well. You're doing very well, uh, you know, as <laughs> a non-technologist. Yeah, but at the heart of it, really, what is cloud first is nothing but simply agility, scalability, resilience, and innovation. So what does it mean? What it means is I should be able to create that on-demand, the services which the customers are looking for. I should be able to create that, I like to call it elastic scalability, right? You should be able to stretch and contract as you need it. So that brings huge amount of efficiency, not just for a customer, but for internal people as well, right? Imagine gone are those days where you have to buy these servers, you have to wait for three months for boxes to arrive, and every time you need to upgrade, you wait another few months. So those things are things of the past. Yeah. I'll give you a simple example, right? What usually happens when you develop any applications, you do security at the end of the day. So you develop it and then you check whether your app or your website is secure enough, for example, right? Yeah. And that takes another four or five weeks because security will check and say, oh, it is not good. You need to go and fix it. 
what we are doing with cloud first what is you bring it to the left hand side of your delivery chain means what every time a piece of code is touched you're making it secure right from the beginning because we are acutely aware we are regulated entities in each market and we are very acutely aware of our responsibility as custodian of our customer data so we want to be make sure that it's secure it's all about trust right why would customer trust fwd with their data if you are not mm. able to keep it secure and cloud enables that in a much much better way within the realm of making sure that the regulatory requirements are met market by market so it's not one size fit all we are making sure that it is not just a multi cloud strategy but it's a multi location strategy That's so interesting because I love how you've again weaved that back to customer and you've used words like trust which again I would not expect from an IT guy and apologies to all of the IT guys and women out there who are saying why shouldn't we have some of the trust circle I guess as you've said in simple terms this is about giving the customer an on demand experience and we know that all customers particularly millennials they want their interactions with brands to be fast easy And so this is about future proofing your business because being fast and simple and intuitive those are no longer optionals they're essentials for brands right Absolutely we have to create solutions which solve real life problems and this is what I tell my team every day what is our DNA what is we are here for we want to change the way people feel about insurance and why and how they will feel about insurance is only because we are going to create that differentiated experience by giving them that differentiated solution. Yeah, yeah. And a similar sort of question, but why is the cloud first strategy so important from the business perspective? I mean, we've talked about the customer perspective which obviously is very important, but from the the business end, can you talk to me about that? So it's about architecting for speed. Cloud first equals speed. Cloud first mm-hmm. means you must architect it to speed, right? It's not going to happen on its own. It's uh, on-demand scalable, which is what customer is looking for, and also about making sure you're constantly simplifying your technology state. What do I mean by that? So I have put a two simple KPIs for cloud in our organization: mm-hmm. cloud adoption, which means we, it's not just about simply lifting and shifting to cloud because that's not going to bring real benefit to the business. We must make sure that we are modernizing our application state. we also have lot of applications so why do we need to have so many applications so you start decommissioning your applications as well at the end of the day is about apis and microservices just for your benefit what is a microservice for example every application wants to know about policy inquiry so instead of you creating 10 times you just create one api called get policy information or policy inquiry every system irrespective of where they are accessing from uses the same api which you can share with all markets so imagine the power of having these microservices and api led architecture mm-hmm. and ultimately we are after 10x faster software delivery right not just 1x 2x and this is not possible if you don't have cloud first in place because there's only so much you can get productivity enhancement from but you need to be architecting for speed and that is what cloud first enables you to do and that's why it is important right. for business as well yeah makes sense and i guess also it's sort of paying as you use is that right 
Yes, and I would just add one more thing to it, Fiona, is that one thing COVID has taught us, apart from the fact that family values, I shared it very openly. My reason for going for UK was to get my mom's health fixed, and she's uh, thankfully on the recovery path. It's also taught us to be resilient. The business growth is always going to be demanding. Your requirement to be able to connect and work from anywhere, anytime. So these are not going to be possible unless you have that infrastructure and solutions through cloud first available, right, to be able to work from anywhere. I mean, it's quite interesting you mentioned COVID because I've seen on on things like LinkedIn, there's been an awful lot of conversation around what's your IT acceleration strategy, COVID, because a lot of people, it forced (laughs) them to do that. But actually, for FWD, from what I'm gathering from other guests in the podcast, you guys were doing this anyway. Yes, you're constantly thinking three steps ahead because it's not necessarily it is hitting us today, but how are we ready? Because Mm. we're really digitally switched on organization. And like you said, we were doing it already. So it became a nice fit. What we just made sure that even if you're not able to access to office, how do we make sure that you're you're able to access all these things from anywhere? Nice. Yeah. And actually, as a side point, I'm glad your mom's in recovery too. So um, thank you so much. Going back to the wider point around culture, I mean, if you shift the culture, you'll shift the conversation, then you'll shift the outcomes. So you've covered off culture. Can we talk strategy? Can you let me in on some of the high level strategic thinking from your end? Yeah, absolutely. It's really having concrete goals, which will really move the needle. Because ultimately, what you can't measure, you can't manage. And if you can't manage, you can't grow, right? So you have to be able to make sure that there are specific APIs. So we are very proud that all the markets have agreed on the, as usual, our FWD way of extremely accelerated KPIs, which are in place. Everybody has bought into that. And so I'm extremely grateful to all the markets that they bought into this strategy. All the CEOs are very gung-ho about it, and it's already in execution. So that's how fast we move here in FWD. So the first thing I did is immediately rolled out the technology strategy. I call it as 3612 strategy, three strategic pillars, six objectives and 12 goals. So I'll start from right to left because I'm a huge fan of you decide on a target and we'll work on backward from there. Yeah. So instead of you trying to discuss, 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 and when are you going to go live? Yeah. So it's like, okay, business, this is what you want. Okay, this is the date and let's start working backward from there. And we are all about being young and nimble. And also what another important thing, Fiona, I want to draw your attention towards is reusability. If you are able to create solutions which our market can easily adapt and adopt, that brings a huge amount of efficiency. So that is one of the key part of our strategies to ensure we are not just automating and making it much more faster, but also creating reusable artifacts, reusable APIs. We have created more than 2000 APIs now, right, which our markets can use. Did you say over 2,000 APIs? Yes, yes. Yeah, wow. Can you just explain for anyone that just doesn't know what is an API, just to give a little super simple explainer? The full form is application programming interface, but in a nutshell, it is about a reusable piece of technology or a piece of code, which you just drop it into a a reusable container so everybody can have access to it. So in a very simplistic manner, get policy information, a get Mm. payment, would be a API, which you put it in a place where everybody can use it for their system, right? So you don't have to create point to point for all the various systems. If you had, let's say, for example, 40 applications in a country, all those 40 applications can access these APIs. It's nothing but a piece of a program, which you can reuse it. You can reuse that code for your business again and again. 
And I'm guessing that obviously in your field, understanding modern day frames of reference is really important too. So you need to stay on top of new trends or you'll be almost passive in your own tech strategy. So it's almost like one eye on the now and another eye on what's next, what's coming down the pipeline. So can we talk super quickly about things like big data and IoT, the Internet of Things, and again, to explain to listeners These are products that create an intersection between smart devices and risk-minimizing behaviors. So insurers can offer meaningful discounts using things such as Fitbits and exercise wearables. These can incentivize customers that if they exercise more, they'll pay less, all of which creates a brand new kind of customer experience in insurance. I find that stuff really exciting. Or is that me? No, you're absolutely right. And I'm equally excited as you are with that's why one thing is for sure, insurance is everything but boring, right? <laughs> People have this notion about <laughs> oh, insurance is boring. I said, oh, come and talk to me. It's not boring at all. <laughs> Somebody asked me this, what is our tech story and why are we so different? It's all about at the heart of it. What is it? Is It's the analytics and data, but also cloud first. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we want to make sure that our eyes are on every development which is happening in the market. AI machine learning, we are completely embracing that into many aspects of the ecosystem, whether you talk about underwriting or smart insurance, distribution experience, everywhere we are utilizing that. Big data, it's amazing amount of work which is happening. VR, AR, or virtual reality, augmented reality, we are looking at that. IOTs, we have our eyes on that, understanding the well-being needs and rewards and engagement, all those things which you just talked about, which many people are doing, but how we do it differently is to have an integrated experience and you don't have to download 10 different applications to get to what you want, right? It's through one. So we're looking at blockchain, automation, telematics. Our eyes are on everything, but we constantly look at what is going to be most important for my business. You know, the short answer is we have our eyes on all of these things and just watch out for this space. Yeah, watch this face. One of the other themes that a lot of FWDers have spoken about are those moments of truth. In other words, the make or break moments that customers expect you to execute flawlessly. And very often, this isn't about the full experience, but the remembered experience. So as an example, when I took my kids to Disney Paris, to be honest, there were long queues. Mm -hmm. It was mostly fast food and it was reasonably expensive, but it also came with some major peak moments. And the interesting thing for us as a family is that it's those peak moments that the kids and I still remember, still talk about, still tell our friends about. Now, an insurance brand, (laughs) even FWD, can't offer fireworks that go off behind a fairy tale castle. But you can give a really smooth claims experience. And that's all part of the IT architecture, right? Absolutely. To me, you summarize it so well. At the end of the day, I call it enterprise architecture within the bracket, right? So it's not just about technology architecture, but enterprise within the bracket. So you need to architect at all levels, people process technology, right? So we need to make sure that we are constantly having that in our DNA. Because why you remember Disneyland is because of the experience you had, right? At the end of the day. So as an insurance company, what we can do is Mm. create every time customer touches us through any means, how do we create that consistent best-in-class customer experience? That is very important. And to me, that is something which we never even for a day forget about. We constantly look at that. So on that note, who would you hold up as an example of a best-in-class approach towards IT? Well, we work with many partners who have really, really, you know, good stuff going on. But for me personally, it's Apple. Apple constantly delivers that 
best in class and that simplicity, right? From three-year-old to 83-year-old, everybody can use it very easily, right? So Apple to me is what I always hold as the best in class approach. And I also want to remind people that when you look at the Apple phone, it is so easy from an experience point of view. It doesn't mean that it was very easy to build. You have many semiconductors and chips which went behind it and software went behind to create that. So it's simple to use does not necessarily mean simple to create. It takes a lot of effort to, to get it done. Mm. What we can do now with the advent of these technologies being available now, how do we make it even simpler to build? So that's why API. So I wanted to bring back that API. Instead of creating this point-to-point programs, if you create it as a reusable, you're also making life of your own developers and people easier because it is getting more easier to use and you don't have to build 10 times. So, you know, how do you marry the two world to create that? But Apple, to me, is the greatest when it comes to brand and it comes to the experience. They have both. Yeah. Simple to use, but not simple to build. But let me talk about the FWD Digital Graduate Training Scheme because it looks great. Mm. How important is new talent to FWD? Very, very, very important because, see, I think we totally cherish the experience of our people here, but we have to constantly create opportunities for the new generation as well. And we are fortunate that we are able to create that kind of uh, exciting careers. I just mentioned a few minutes back that insurance is everything but boring, right? That impression needs to be out. And how will it be? Why would a digital graduate or a fresh graduate would choose an insurance company over Apple or Amazon or anyone for that matter? Is The best advantage here is that while you're looking at the latest and the greatest technologies which we are adopting and working on, you're also able to solve real life business and customer problems. And on top of it, we are a very fast moving and exciting company. We are young, we are nimble. I'm a huge fan of uh, diversity and inclusion. And women in leadership, for example, we have specific targets. So it is integral part of my strategy. I want to make sure that we create a really diverse workforce. And it's ranging from gender diversity to people with color, ethnicity, beliefs, and LGBTQIA, everything, right? So I have a specific goals and the targets for all the markets to make sure that we are creating a, a much, much more diverse workforce. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm going to be asking you for a job. I'm going to uh, come and sneak my way into the grad program um, in disguise. Sandy, what a pleasure. I've enjoyed every moment of chatting with you and I feel like we could have talked for a very long time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Fiona. And thank you for having me today. So that ends our podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about FWD, you can head to the group website, which is fwd.com. My name's Fiona Mattesini. Thanks for listening. Listening.